We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Part three of today's show is going to focus on our off-season overviews of the Notre Dame position groups. And today, we're back to defense, and we're going to talk about the Notre Dame safety position. This is a this is an interesting position, and obviously for a big reason of what we just talked about in the previous segment, which is Notre Dame is going to have a, a, a different position coach. You know, we've had a lot of conversation in the last few years about Chris O'Leary's job as a recruiter, and it was often not what it needed to be. The one thing Chris O'Leary always brought to the table, even going back to his year as a GA where he developed a very strong reputation coaching the rover position for Notre Dame when he had Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa back in 2020, is the guy knows how to coach the game. There's no doubt about that, and we saw that in the last couple years with the play of the safeties. And now he is gone, and Mike Mickens now takes over for the entire secondary, and, and now he has a much bigger task and a much bigger responsibility coaching that entire position group. But there's also some big changes personnel-wise, which we're going to dive into. It's going to be a much, much different-looking group this year from a personnel standpoint, and we'll dive into that. But the one thing that is no doubt about it, this is an incredibly important position in Al Golden's defense. With the way Notre Dame plays the game, as aggressive as they are with their linebackers, as much man coverage as they play on the outside, it puts a lot of burden on the safeties from a run-stopping standpoint and a coverage standpoint. And we saw last year when the safeties had mistakes – or, or or had bad run fits, had bad technique, didn't play a route well enough. Big plays happened. And so this position group, which was was very, was pretty good most of the year as a whole, obviously had one elite player, was coached well. And you you it, for the most part, your starters, you got the most out of what you could get from your starters. Now Mike Mickens is tasked with with continuing the excellence we saw from Xavier Watts, but also getting a much, much new looking group. You're going to basically have Xavier Watts, 
three sophomores, two transfers, and a bunch of freshmen. So this is going to be a much, much different looking group for Notre Dame. And we're going to dive into that as the next part of this show. And as we always do when we talk about the position groups is we're going to talk about what was lost, what returns, and what's new. And the first part of what we're going to discuss today is going to be what was lost. We've already talked about Chris O'Leary being gone. Notre Dame also loses a starter in DJ Brown, who played a lot of football for Notre Dame. We all have talked about over the years about DJ's limitations athletically. But I thought DJ Brown, outside of one play against Ohio State and one play against Louisville, was a pretty good player for Notre Dame this past season. Very sound, very you know, good leader, where he needed to be, just a really quality all-around football player. Had 47 tackles, three pass breakups, and an interception. They also lost Ramon Henderson, who I thought was one of the more, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but one of the more disappointing players for the Notre Dame secondary. We had hoped that Ramon would kind of take that next jump as a player. I thought he regressed a little bit this year. I didn't think he was as physical as he needed to be. I didn't think he was as assertive as he needed to be. I, I think when you look at that third 19 play against Ohio State, just not closing on that seam route and just kind of sinking into the end zone and not squeezing down on it. If he plays that route the way that D.J. Brown played the backside seam, that's an incomplete pass and it's fourth and 19. So you lose him as well. I, I haven't been told this, but but like directly by a very direct source, but I have heard from a couple people uh, that heard from someone. So I'm just being honest about where the sourcing has come from, that, that Ramon Henderson was not going to be back at Notre Dame no matter what next year. And so it was not a shock that Ramon went to the portal. He's now at UCLA and Notre Dame is going to have a much, much different looking secondary next season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But the good news is, is what returns at the very top is very good. And that is Xavier Watts. Xavier Watts last season obviously was a, had 52 tackles, seven interceptions, four pass breakups, three tackles for loss, and 
was a unanimous All-American, tied for the nation lead in interceptions. He had the lead until the bowl game. Uh, there was a, the player that tied with him had an interception in the bowl game. And this is a big offseason for Xavier Watts. I mean, we know he was a playmaker, but he went into last season with not a lot of eyes on him from a national standpoint. There weren't a lot of eyes on him from an opposition preparation standpoint. He really started to break out middle of the season. And so now we're going to see how Notre Dame or how Xavier Watts plays and how Al Golden handles and Mike Mickens as the pass game coordinator handles how Xavier Watts is used, knowing that teams are going to try to avoid him or try to look to take advantage of things. Maybe they find him to be an aggressive player in certain situations to say, hey, let's take advantage of that because he likes to get to the ball and try to make some plays behind it. So we're going to see how opponents react to Xavier. We're going to see how Notre Dame's coaches react to how those opponents react to Xavier. And now Xavier has spent his entire career working his butt off to get to the point where he can become the guy. And he's always had a great deal of belief in himself that he can be the guy. Well, now we find out how does he handle success. We know that Xavier Watts handles adversity incredibly well. The next step for us in our learning process of Xavier Watts is, okay, he's overcome adversity. He's found great success. He decided not to go to the NFL to return to Notre Dame for us for a host of reasons. Obviously, his game still needs work. He wants to be a leader. He wants to win a title. There's a whole lot of different reasons why he decided to return to college, but now he's got to take advantage of that. One of the things we expect from Xavier this offseason is I do expect him to emerge as one of the team leaders. That's needed, especially the safety position. He's really the only experienced player that Notre Dame has at safety in the Notre Dame defense. The only other returners are three sophomores. Everybody else, there's two transfers, and really one of those is going to be a nickel, and then three incoming freshmen. So the depth chart behind Xavier Watts is a giant question mark. You cannot afford to have Xavier take a step back. You can't have afford to have Xavier you know, not put in the same work, not have the same drive, not have the same hunger that went into him becoming what he became. I'm actually not concerned about that, just knowing Xavier, but I still think it's something that he needs to prove. Even though I'm confident he will, it still needs to be proven that he can kind of stay hungry and, and not get frustrated if the ball's not coming his way as much. That's the other thing. And I, I've talked about this with Todd Light. Todd Light, I think it was 1989. I'm going to pull this up just to make sure. Todd Light had eight, eight interceptions and uh, was, a, was an All-American for Notre Dame and was just a phenomenal player for them in 1989. And then he comes out in 1990, and teams don't throw at him as much. He only has two interceptions after having eight the year before. But he's still an All-American. Why? Because he was still a dominant player. Teams just didn't throw at him as much. Well, Xavier's going to have to deal with that a little bit. It's, a, it's, a, it's harder to avoid a safety than it is a corner. But it is still something that Xavier's going to have to prepare for. So, you know, you got to make sure, hey, stay within the system. I know you're trying to make a play, but – don't do this to try to make a play. Stay within the system, and eventually the ball will come your way. But that's a great foundation piece to build around. After Xavier, you've got the three sophomores, and it's a big, it's a big, it's a big offseason for the three sophomores. You know, when when we're going to kind of talk about the questions that this group has as we go, so I won't do it as we get into at the end as I have in the past. I'm going to try to talk about it within each sec in each section. Obviously, one of them was, you know, can Xavier Watts build on last season? Not so much from a production standpoint. The thing that Xavier has to do is, is build on a be a more consistent player 
from an assignment standpoint, be a more assignment correct player, be a more technically sound player, you know, do even uh, an even better job of of getting breaks on routes and and being a better overall tackler and those type of things. There's parts of his game that he knows he can improve upon and continue to do that, even if the production doesn't quite match what it was last season. And so production doesn't always tell you how good your level of play is. And and so we're going to see Xavier do that. And the other question is, is how do the sophomores develop this offseason? And this is a big question. This is going to determine how good the depth is. Because one of the biggest questions that Notre Dame has at safety is not only who's going to start, but what the what is the depth going to look like? And Notre Dame sophomore class is going to play a big role in that. Obviously, Don Schuler did some really good things this spring. He's got to find a level of consistency as well as a young player. There's a lot of talent there. You know, talking to sources around the program, the staff really likes a lot what Adon brings to the table. Now it's just about Adon maturing as a player, you know, getting a better grasp of the defense, become becoming a more fundamentally sound player. But Adon can run and he can hit. And there's certainly, certainly a, a, an area where you can use that in the system. So I'm very curious to see what Adon does this offseason, but how he and the entire sophomore class is develop is one of the biggest questions that Notre Dame has this offseason. Uh, ben Minnick is a player that that Notre Dame has has they, they took a little bit of a chance on when he was a sophomore, came to camp, was was a guy that was relatively unknown, didn't have an overly impressive offer list. I think Indiana was the best offer he had. They loved him at camp. They took him. He went out the next year and, and had a great senior season. Really was an excellent player as a senior, and Notre Dame's decision to take him was great. The things I've heard about Ben is he can really run. He's one of the faster players they have on defense. The problem that they've had with Ben is he's had multiple injuries. He was starting to come along last spring. Then he breaks his hand. He's coming along in the fall, has other little nicks and and dings and those type of things. And so what we have to find out from Ben is can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field the entire time? And if he can, then he's going to have a chance to be a player for Notre Dame because he's probably your fastest safety from what I've been told talking to different sources. And then there's the wild card at safety. I believe he's a wild card. Currently not a scholarship player. I won't be shocked if that changes at some point in time. And that's Luke Talich. Now, Luke obviously had a shoulder injury this offseason. He is still working back from that. I've been told, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I've been told that Luke is going to be back for the spring to some degree. So he's not going to miss the spring, which is huge. But this is a kid that is completely different than everybody else at the position. Xavier's just a shade under six feet tall. Adon's about six feet tall. Ben's a shade under six feet tall. Luke is almost six four. I mean, he's a six foot three plus kid for sure. And, and a guy that's a great story. And we, we hear walk on, you think, oh, under recruited kid came out of nowhere. No, this is a kid that turned down scholarship offers from Utah and Washington State to come to Notre Dame. The thought was always, and, and I'll be honest, I was one of the ones that kind of thought that, is that he would come, put on a lot of weight, and end up becoming a linebacker, but he stayed at safety. And 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 honestly, this year, one of the one of the more I, I, I shouldn't say surprising that it was going to happen, but I am surprised it happened as quickly as it did, is Luke became a regular on special teams as a true freshman and was a guy that that you know, didn't play a ton on defense this year, only played six snaps on defense this year, but he played a lot of snaps on special teams this season, played 66 different snaps. He had 47 snaps on kick coverage, 19 snaps on punt return. So this is a kid that was a starter 
on multiple special team units for Notre Dame until, and that was before he got hurt. That was up through Clemson. He got hurt and then missed the rest, the next three games. So he had, he was on pace, you know, to get close to a hundred snaps. When you look at the snaps he had had in the three previous games, USC, Pitt, Clemson, he had played nine, 14 and nine snaps on special teams. That's an average of over 10 a game next three games. You know, he, he would have been close to right right at 100 snaps as a, as a true freshman uh, on, the, on the Notre Dame special teams. Long kid, rangy kid, has speed, he can hit, he's smart, had great high school film. And so he's a guy that I, that I think has a chance to be a really good player for Notre Dame. Uh, somebody's asking, Brian, I thought Minich was the fastest safety. That's literally what I said. I said that he was the fast, that, that I've been told he's the fastest safety. So, yes, Minich uh, is, a, is what I've been told is the fastest safety Notre Dame has. Luke Talich is the most rangy safety that Notre Dame has. He's the longest. He's tall. He's 6'3". He can run. Uh, he's obviously a kid that can strike. He's over. He's up to over 210 pounds now, from what I'm told. So he's a guy to keep an eye on because, again, we look at him as a walk-on, but he was never really recruited to be a walk-on. He was recruited a guy that was, was treated like a – from a how-you're-going-to-use-him standpoint. He was recruited as a walk-on, but a guy that they thought – was, you know, they they looked at him as like they looked at the other guys from a talent standpoint. So he's going to get a chance to come into Notre Dame and compete, and that's exactly what he did. You know, he played a ton of special teams for Notre Dame this season, and he was a guy that was in a, a more of a regular on the special teams than the other safeties. He was more of a regular on the special teams than Adon Schuler. He was more of a regular on special teams than than other guys. Now, Adon played more snaps on defense, and Ben played more snaps on defense partly because – you know, he, Luke Touch got hurt. Adon played 52 snaps on defense this year. 25 of them were after Luke got hurt because they had some blowouts. And then obviously uh, Ben Minnick, who, who played all 15 of his snaps after Luke got hurt. Uh, Luke, uh, Ben this year played one snap on special teams. This is all according to Pro Football Focus. And Adon this year played 30 snaps on special teams, 23 of which came after Luke got hurt. So Luke was the guy that was getting most of the work at the safety or from the safeties as far as special teams coming into this group, which says a lot about what the Notre Dame coaching staff thinks of him. Look, there's talent there. I, I had a Don as a four-star player. I had Ben, I had actually all four of them as four-star players. Uh, ben was the lowest ranked of the players in the class, but he was even still a four-star player. And a Don is a guy that I liked a lot, but was also a guy that was even more twitchy and more explosive at Notre Dame than I thought he was coming out of high school. So that's a really good sign. So there's some talent there, but they've, they've, they've got to work. They've got to put in the work and they've got to step up and we're going to find out if they can, because again, there's, there's talent to work with, but none of those guys are Kyle Hamilton. They're not Harrison Smith. They're not these elite athletes that can overcome not being in the right place, not being confident in your assignment, not being fundamentally sound. They're going to have a lot of work to do this offseason to, to develop that part of their game. And if they can, you need at least one of them, at least one of them to really take that big step. But the next two also have to take positive steps forward because they're going to be the depth. And that's where Notre Dame is going to be. Because even if we're going to get into transfers here in a second, but even if the transfer is a absolute home run pickup for Notre Dame this offseason – they're still going to need at least one guy to be part of the regular rotation because Notre Dame is going to play at least three safeties. So at least one of these sophomores, or they're going to have to move somebody, perhaps a Clarence Lewis, perhaps that move finally gets made, which I could see. I could see that happening now, especially with Mike Mickens taking over the entire secondary. 
but those guys are going to get a shot. At least one of them has to force his way into the rotation this year. It's a it's an absolute must. Which one will it be? I don't know the answer to that. I honestly don't really care. I just need we Notre Dame just needs one of them to do it. If more than one of them do it, that's a that's way that's even better. I do expect if healthy all three to be regulars on special teams this year. I think at the very least, that's where the sophomore group of safeties makes their biggest impact is on special teams. But they really need those guys to step up and have good off seasons at the safety position if Notre Dame's secondary is really going to continue what it started last year, which is being one of the best secondary groups in the country. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Next, let's move into what's new at safety. And this is going to be a, a big part of what Notre Dame is going to, to have. You have Jordan Clark to start off with. He's listed as a safety, but let's just get this out of the way. Uh, Jordan Clark is being recruited to play the nickel position, just like Thomas Harper was last year. The reason I'm still going to talk about him here is because Jordan has played some at safety in his career to the point where if Notre Dame is in a pinch or if other guys don't step up, you could see a scenario in which Jordan Clark has to play a little bit more safety than you expected. Uh, I, I could certainly see that. And you'd, you'd rather him not do that because that's not what you recruited him to do. You did not recruit him to play deep safety, Not did not recruit him to play the alleys. You did not recruit him to do a lot of those things. You recruited him to play nickel. You have to go back to 2022. Jordan, according to Pro Football Focus, did play 114 snaps at free safety. So again, he has done it. But this past two seasons, he had had over 560. He actually had 570 snaps as either a slot or in the box. He had 400. He had uh, 492 snaps in 2022 as a slot or in the box, which means a second level player. And in outside of the 2022 season, the rest of his career, the other four years, he only played 14 snaps of free safety. So yes, he can do it. But if you have him do it. You're asking him to do something that's not why you brought him here. And, and so ideally, this is why it's so important for the younger safeties to step up because you don't want to be in a situation where you have to play Jordan Clark as a deep safety. What you'd like to be able to do is if there are certain situations where teams use a lot of motion against your, your 4-2-5 package with the nickel in the game, if you're, if you're really good at safety, what you can get yourself into is if he's here and they want to motion across, you can just roll. You can roll one of your safeties down. You can have your other backside safety bounce out if he's playing on the second level, which Notre Dame will do a lot, and not have to get your nickel to chase because teams want to get your nickel to chase. And if the safeties don't step up, then Jordan Clark and the other nickels are going to have to chase. If your safeties really break out, there's some coverage potential there which could allow you to say, hey, look, roll Xavier Watts down, have him run with the nickel or him run with that motion guy, and then Jordan Clark can kind of squeeze in and, and, and play that kind of role. You know, Maybe even if you do like a true role, say so you have a safety deep, you have the boundary safety, 
and you know the field safety is deep. You have the boundary safety. He could roll down, and then that guy can roll deep, and then Jordan Clark can roll back if you're in kind of a two-safety look. If you're in a single high safety look, you'll keep your free down. You just rob your backside safety down in those situations. So there's a lot of things you can do, but that's only an option if your other safeties step up. Because so so you can use Jordan Clark in those roles in certain situations, but you just would rather not because th- he has shown himself to be at his best when he's playing in that slot position. But he can help you if the need arises. The other player, ironically, that is being recruited to play safety is Rod Hurd, who was actually a nickel at Northwestern, which I, you know, he was a player that I'll, I'll be honest, when I first heard Notre Dame was looking at him, I was not pleased. I'm just going to be completely honest with you because he was a guy that was a nickel and I just didn't understand. I believe he was, and he was listed as a cornerback at Northwestern and, you know, just gut reaction. You know, like why, why are they looking at this guy? Why, why is he a guy that they're targeting in this, in this class? And you, you didn't quite, or in this portal class, you didn't quite understand why they were doing that. Well, then you break down the film and you see very quickly that why, Notre Dame was looking at him because the way he played nickel had a lot more in common with how Notre Dame uses its it's it's when Notre Dame's in single high, how Notre Dame uses their alley safeties a lot more in common with that than how Notre Dame used Thomas Harper and Tariq Bracey the last two years and how they plan to use Jordan Clark. So once I dove into the film, you saw a guy in Rod Hurd that that has a lot of those traits that fit that should make the transition to safety very easy. Now, the only disappointing thing is he won't be here this spring. He's going to be finishing up his master's at Northwestern this spring. Now, I do fully expect, since he's going to be in Evanston, Illinois, which is a couple hours away, I expect him to be at a lot of the practices. I expect him to be in a lot of meetings. He just can't actually be on the field practicing. So you're going to miss some of those opportunities. But with Rod Hurd being out this spring or not, on the field this spring that does open up rep opportunities for the younger players. So when you talk about Rod Hurd being brought in, he's being brought in and he's going to have, he's going to be given every chance to win a starting job for Notre Dame this season. You look at the career numbers of these two guys. We see it folks. I'm just top of my head map. I believe that's 322 uh, career tackles between the two of them. That's 17 and a half tackles for loss. That's 27 breakups and that's 14 interceptions between the two of them and obviously Rod Hurd you're talking about losing your safeties you're losing DJ Brown you're losing Ramon Henderson and you're replacing them with a guy that's played a lot of football and had a lot of production during his career and so when you look at Rod Hurd and as he'll be a fifth year senior this year but in his previous seasons as this number show he's got 182 career tackles 10 career breakups 11 career interceptions and 11 career tackles for loss you look at DJ Brown who Notre Dame just lost DJ had 152 career tackles he had four career interceptions eight career pass breakups two and a half career tackles for loss so you're replacing DJ with a far more productive player who's faster and who's more physical now DJ had a little bit more size to him lengthwise but Rod's a pretty thick kid. So I actually think if Rod can make the transition to safety, you have a chance to be even more productive there, and and you're certainly going to have a better athlete there than you had a season ago. And that's why I've said, like, listen, 
there's a chance that this safety position could be even better in 2024 than it was in 2023 and potentially a lot better because number one, you're going to be more athletic. You are, especially in your starting lineup. Number two, you're going to have more experience from a depth standpoint. The, the, the younger players stepping into the lineup or competing stepping in the lineup are more natural football players than what Ramon Henderson was. He was a really good athlete. He had a lot of experience, but he was never just never showed that that feel for playing the game. DJ had a great feel for playing the game, but he just lacked the athleticism to really play at a high level. Rod Hurd brings even more experience than DJ Brown, but Rod Hurd also brings uh, with him a lot more production and a lot better, a lot more athleticism. And I believe he's also a more sound tackler than what DJ DJ was at Notre Dame. So that's something that I that I'm really very high on as far as what Notre Dame brings to the table uh, at this position. And you talk about a you know, overall snaps. DJ Brown's a guy that during his career uh, at Notre Dame, just looking at the numbers here, played 1,800 career snaps. Uh, you're bringing in a guy in Rod Hurd, and that was DJ in five years. You're bringing in a guy in Rod Hurd who played Rod Hurd who played over 2,200 career snaps. So again, you actually have a chance to be better there. The question is, is how quickly can Rod Hurd pick up the defense? How quickly can Rod Hurd develop the communication skills needed? to play on the back end of the defense. One of the challenges of playing safety, and this is one of the big questions that Notre Dame has to answer. One of the big challenges playing safety is not only do you have your job, hey, I'm fitting here, I've got coverage here, I've got a rob here, I've got a roll here, I've got to help over the top here, I've got to undercut this, I've got to recognize that, I've got to tackle here. You have to be someone who can communicate to everyone else around you. You've got to be able to see tells. You've got to be able to see – motions you've got to be great communicators at safety i expect xavier watts to be fine at that he was very good at that this past season i expect him to continue to be there now you've got a bunch of sophomores and a new guy stepping into the lineup at that position so yes rod Hurd's played a ton of football but he's played zero snaps in the rm defense how quickly can he make the adjustment i i i from people i've talked to what i see on film i think the adjustment will be fine for him but until we see it it's an unknown that's the that's the question. And and so when you look at Rod Hurd, if he can answer that question positively, I really believe Notre Dame is going to end up being better at safety this year. And I think Rod Hurd's a guy that has a chance to, the way he plays, you're going to have a chance to continue to use Xavier Watts in a do a little bit of everything roles. We saw last year, Xavier can come down and play the alley. Xavier can play man coverage. Xavier can play center field. I believe you're going to want to continue to move Xavier Watts around. That means you can't have a second safety that's a one-trick pony. He has to be able to do a little bit of everything, and Rod Hurd, in my opinion, can do a little bit of everything. When you look at the numbers during his career from where he's played, uh, during Rod Hurd in his career has played 17 of his 2,200 snaps uh, in the slot or in the box. He played actually He's actually played over 300 snaps at corner, so he's played outside, and he's only played 74 snaps at free safety. But he has played it, and you've seen it the last couple of years uh, where he actually got a lot of work playing off the ball more than what he did, uh, more than what we've seen uh, from Notre Dame's Nichols, for example. And that's why I say the transition should be pretty smooth. And that's a pickup that, it, again, I, I'll be honest with you all. I looked at it. I wasn't thrilled about it when I first heard about it. Because, you, look, anytime something happens, you're going to have an immediate reaction, immediate thoughts pop in your head. I'm not a blank slate when I hear something. I'm not just going to be like, 
okay, I'm not going to have any thoughts or emotions or reactions until I've watched the film. You always have an immediate reaction. The key is allow the film to change your opinion if it's if it if it shows you something that's different. And Rod Hurd was one that I was not sure I was going to like a whole lot. And you know, for me, it's it's it was a very pleasant surprise to pop in the film and say, okay, I'm a lot happier, a lot happier um, now that I've watched the film. And that's why I say it's it's really crazy to say because of how good the secondary was this past season. But, boy, it's got a chance to be better. Corner and safety. It really does have a chance to be better. And landing Rod Hurd was a big part of that. It was a really big part of that. And, and it was not one that I, I was overly thrilled about at first. But this is why you have to have a little bit of faith in the coaches, but also why you have to have your your – your mind open to when you have an initial reaction, do your study, do your due diligence and allow the data in this case, data being film, uh, allow the realities of the situation to dictate your feelings, not just your initial emotional reaction to a situation. There's also some more newcomers coming in and that's your freshman class. You're going to have Bronte Johnson, who I graded as a top hundred player coming out of high school, four-star player, Kennedy Erlacher is another guy that I had as a four-star player who's a top who earned a top 250 grade. And then Tabron Benny Powell, who is I had as a three and a half star guy and a top 350 caliber player. Kennedy Erlacher is the only one that will be here this spring. So of the four newcomers that are going to be playing safety alone, two of them won't be here this spring. Now, obviously, that's a little bit of a bummer. I would have loved to see Bronte Johnson get a six, seven month head start in the strength program, getting his shoulder back to good health. I would have liked to see Tabron Benny Powell and Bronte both get good coaching at the safety position. But what this allows Notre Dame to do is really twofold. It, it allows Mike Mickens early on to coach a smaller group, which I think is important for his transition. Number two, it gives your younger players. It gives Adon, Adon Schuler, it gives Luke Talich, it gives Ben Minnick, and it gives Kennedy Erlacher a lot more reps because there is no, there is no Rod Hurd. There is no Bronte Johnson. There is no Tabron Benny Powell to take those reps away. That should be good for all of their developments as long as they can stay healthy. That's going to be an important part of this. And, and as I said, it should help with Mike Mickens as well. And this is, you know, this is going to be a, a big offseason for the entire, the entire defensive staff. I mean, Notre Dame fans were mortified about losing Mike Mickens this offseason. You know, you're not going to lose him now. Uh, he's he's a guy that is going to be better compensated now, more responsibility now. He's going to have a lot more on his plate now. And the question is going to be, can he step up and, and get the job done? And I'm confident he will, but now we got to see it. So there's the, the big overarching question of safety is, and debate is this, as we kind of wrap up this portion of the show, is, is when you look at the safety position, there's a lot to like on paper. There's depth better depth this year than last year. I mean, you lose Ramon Henderson, you lose DJ Brown, but you're adding four new players to the depth chart. That's important. That's helpful. More bodies, more talented bodies, more athleticism. This is going to be a faster group. You know, again, you lose DJ and Ramon. Ramon could run. DJ was not a great runner, but you're adding a guy in Rod Hurd who can run, but you're adding Bronte Johnson who can run. You're adding Kennedy Erlacher, who I think can run. 
and and so you're adding some some more athletes and then there's now a chance with what you have a corner that maybe you could even add somebody else maybe a Clarence Lewis finally gets a look at safety so there's just a lot to it I, I I like the experience that they're bringing in now that you've got the transfers coming in I like the the sophomores now have more experience than they had a year ago that adds to the overall profile Xavier Watts now has a full year as a starter under his belt so there's a lot to like, a lot to like, and that's why I say I think the safety position can be better than it was a year ago. However, here's the counter-argument. Almost everything I said about the safety position in the last 33 minutes outside of Xavier Watts is really good is a is an unknown. It's a, I think Rod Hurd can make this transition. I think Adon Schuler could be a really good player. I think... Luke Talich can be a really good player. I think Ben Minich has the athleticism to help this football team. I think the freshman class is a talented group, especially at the top top couple. I still am not sold on Tabron Benny Powell yet, but I know other people that I respect are higher on Tabron Benny Powell, and I hope they're right about Tabron. And and I knew he's a football player. There's no doubt about that. I just I, I worry that maybe he has some of the same athletic limitations that you're going to see from, for example, DJ Brown. Smart football player, tough football player, instinctive football player, but can he run well enough to be a top-level guy? That's a question I have. But when you look at it, a lot, all of this is projection. And, and so it's very much a show-me type of situation at safety. Can Mike Mickens coach the entire secondary at the elite level that he coached the corners? I think he can, but it's still a think. And that's the thing. It's it, it, it's the perfect. It's the epitome of what I was talking about. The potential's there, in my opinion. But overall, it's about potential. And I always say this: potential only takes you so far. Production is what the key is. Can you be consistent? Can you play, you know, smart technique? Can you play sound technique? Can you play assignment correct? Can you be instinctive? Can you show good field awareness? Can you make sure that in the big moments you, you don't lose sight of, of what got you to the position you're in? Those are all things you got to look at. And so I, you'll go into the spring with a sense of excitement, but you also go in the spring with a big, in, at least I'll speak for myself, I'm going into the spring with a lot of excitement about what this group can be but also a lot of reservations because we don't know what it will be. And we won't know what it will be until the fall because we won't see Rod Hurd. But this spring, you're going to have guys like Don Schuler and Luke Talich and Ben Minnick and perhaps maybe a Clarence Lewis, perhaps a guy like Kennedy Erlacher are going to get their chances to kind of show off what they can do before Rod Hurd shows up, before Bronte Johnson shows up, and before Tabron Benny Powell shows up. And so they're either going to take advantage of those chances and position themselves to be factors in the fall, or they're going to miss out on that opportunity and then get passed up as Luke Talich comes back more from injury, as Tabron and Bronte show up, and as Rod Hurd shows up. So it's a very, very important safety uh, – excuse me, very, very important offseason and spring – for those safeties. So uh, we're going to find out what it's like, but it's in a much healthier position now than in my opinion, what it was a year ago, because there were even more questions a year ago, because a year ago, we didn't even know we would have the version of Xavier Watts that we thought we, what did we say last season? Xavier Watts has a chance to be an impact player, but we have to see it. Well, he went out and proved it. 
Now we need to see if Rod Hurd and Luke Talich and Adon Schuler and those guys can have the similar breakouts and become important parts of this Notre Dame defense. And then I'm looking forward to finding that out. Going to talk a little bit about the college football playoffs next, and then we're going to do a quick mailbag, folks. But before we do, do me a, fo- a solid and hit that like button. Hit the sub- hit the subscri- hit the like button. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. If you're listening via podcast platform, like our with our partners at Spotify, we would love a five-star review. We greatly appreciate that. And if you've not done so, I'm telling you, you guys are missing out. Just take a chance. Sign up for just now and get us through the spring. It won't cost you much. Actually, if you only sign up for the next two months, you sign up now all through, you know, from March to you know, February 20th to March 20th and then April 20th. So if you signed up today, it's two months between now and the spring game. It's less than $10 if you sign up for a monthly membership, if you haven't done so already. And you're going to get a really good sense in those two months of what IB is all about. And I think you're going to, I'm, I'm confident you're going to love it. But if you're not done so, go to boards.irishbreakdown.com boards.irishbreakdown.com sign up for a monthly membership give us two month trial you guys try it out test it out for two months you'll spend less than ten dollars it's 4.99 a month less than ten dollars to be part of the community and that premium community i'm telling you you're going to really like what we have to offer there so definitely check that out at (laughs) boards.irishbreakdown.com The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com